You're listening to the Solidarity Podcasts. We're your hosts. Natalia Esteves and Matthew Ondeo. So last episode, we discussed college applications in a COVID year. Um, however, this episode, we're going to go ahead and jump into suicide prevention since September is Suicide Prevention Month. So Natalia, you want to go ahead and start us off? Uh, yeah. So like you said, this month is Suicide Prevention Month and... Um, I feel like this topic, we've um, addressed it here and there in some of our later episodes, but we really just wanted to have this as our focus point for this episode. So um, yeah, suicide prevention, it's not necessarily talked about enough because of the fact that it's so common, especially within our age group, especially, and um, I feel like something that's not okay is that we wait until the very last minute for help. Like, this month, we don't necessarily focus on suicide prevention until it happens this month. And it's not talked about like year round, and it is a year round phenomenon. And so I feel like something that I just wanted to like highlight is that it's okay to admit that you're not okay. It's okay to um, admit that you're having these thoughts and having these feelings, but it's not okay to not necessarily address it or to find something that helps you go through it, like especially. Um, in our age, like in high school years, especially during COVID, it has, I'm sure the statistics have raised because of the fact that we're at home, um, these pressures and these feelings have heightened. And so I feel like it's not stressed enough that it's okay to talk about why you're not feeling okay, especially because the fact that our feelings, like we've said in past um, episodes, especially during our cultural stigma around mental health episode, that we're so taught to suppress our feelings and suppress the way that we're um, mm. handling like our situations, that it gets so built up to the point that we get to this point, or that some people get to this point that they end up um, committing suicide. And some people feel like it's such a selfish act to not say how you're feeling or to not tell someone what you're going through but it's selfish to say that oh people only or what I'm trying to say is that like a lot of people will only care about that person once it gets to that point like you'll see a lot of people post about that person if they did commit um suicide that oh um nobody like you'd never even notice or like they only say that they miss you once you're gone and I feel like that point it should never get to that point people or your community should realize or should at least acknowledge that maybe you're a little off one day or maybe that you didn't feel as good this day. But obviously it's not going to always be a guessing game. It has to be a both and. Like, yes, you should be there for those people and be there for your community, but also you need to um, extend that hand when you need that help. Mm. Um, but especially it's super hard because... Um, suicide is often considered taboo. Yeah. So you can go ahead and no, dive yeah, definitely. Into that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, suicide is definitely considered taboo, um, especially within youth conversations. Like I know mm-hmm. I've been in situations, uh, whether it's at school or whether I'm with just a lot of people who are my age in general. Um, it's it's not really taken seriously at all. Yeah. It's often like joked about. It's joked about as a way of coping with the thought of thought of it. I feel like. Um, I mean, if we're going to go into statistics, I mean, according to the CDC, there's one death every 11 minutes due to suicide, mm-hmm. right? And within the ages 10 to 34, it's the second leading cause of death, which is absolutely absurd, Yeah, which is crazy, right? And of course, there's only one month 
where it's suicide prevention month. Um, and I'm glad I like how you mentioned that it definitely should be year round. Uh, yeah, and like how you said that it's joked about. I feel like that's a common theme, especially within our generation, that we'll take really hard and heavy topics and turn them into jokes because that's the only way we are aware that we can cope because of the fact that we don't know how to deal with these hard and heavy topics, such as suicide. Like you will see left and right people making jokes about it and maybe like laugh at one or two, but like it's, like we said, it's the second leading cause of death amongst our age group specifically. And we only joke about it because like I keep saying, we don't know how to handle it. We don't know how to talk about it. So we turn it into our personality. We turn it into like a trait that we, like a party trick or something, yeah. because we don't know how to handle it ourselves. And I feel like that's where I guess it needs to be stopped, that turning it, turning your suicidal thoughts into your personality does not change those suicidal thoughts. It does not they're make still you. There. Exactly. They're still really prevalent. And I feel like that's one thing you could do to help yourself and to help others. Like if you see someone turning their suicidal thoughts, turning these depre like depressed um, acts and thoughts and whatever that may be, like if you see them turning it into everything that they are, like that's the only person they present themselves to you. If it, if it seems like out of the blue. Exactly. Or if it becomes randomly prevalent. Yeah. Like if that's um, not the character that the, you usually see them present themselves as, they like... Especially, like I keep saying, like our generation only knows how to handle these situations when it comes off as a joke. So, like I know personally, a lot of um, my friends, when they are dealing with something like that, they'll throw it in as a joke at first, and I'm like, oh wait, hold on, like that was pretty serious. And they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, I was just joking. But in reality, there's truth behind some of those jokes, especially when it comes to suicide, like it can't be used as a joke to the extent that it's your personality. So I feel like that's one thing to look out for, especially when you're um, trying to help someone, if you believe that they might be having these suicidal thoughts. Like, look for those little traits in, the, in themselves. That like, oh, they're starting to joke about this a lot more. Maybe I should ask them about it, see how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can try to handle that situation to its core instead of just passing it off as a joke. Yeah. And so, like we keep saying, like, don't be afraid to lean on those people more than just like, oh, ha, 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 very funny. Like, like it's serious, you know? Like, don't be afraid to be vulnerable with somebody, especially when it comes to life or death situations like it is with suicide. Like, it shouldn't get to the extent that you're crying in pain or desperate for attention and, like, that you most, like, you necessarily need. Not that it's, like, crying for help, but, like, you need that attention because you are in need of assistance. It's okay to need attention. It's okay to need assistance, you know? Definitely. And that's such a huge burden to put on, like, I just, I guess, young people. Yeah. Because it's like, on one hand, we're supposed to lean on our community. And like you said, it has to be a both and. Whereas we also have to reach out and actually, like, don't be, we, have, we can't be afraid to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's a lot. We already have a lot going on it's, as kids. It is a lot. So like I'm like I guess the question now is what should what should these spaces in which kids, youth, um, spend a lot of their time in be doing, such as like school? Like what should schools be doing? I guess um, 
just off the top of my head, um, I guess schools should just try their best to promote emotional well-being. Yeah. And connectedness among all students for the most part. Yeah, like what I was saying, like um, especially for our case, we had a like a mental health counselor whenever we first went into um, quarantine. And we had the potential of being like, oh, like this is a good resource of having like someone to go to because that was a huge change. But then after like months passed, we started to like see this person like not really doing what was meant to like happen. And I feel like that happens in a lot of schools. Like we get these guidance counselors and we have these like um, teachers who are quote unquote there for you. But then when it comes to that situation, it's really dismissed like they're like oh you know I'm not really qualified so I guess just like talk to your parents but then let's say you don't have that familiar relationship with them or let's just say oh you know you're just causing drama but let's say this is happening this has been happening since like fifth grade or something you know I feel like and I'm not just trying to like bash the um, education system but I feel like teachers and school systems aren't being paid enough or trained enough to know how to deal with these situations because especially with like guidance counselors I feel like they're trained at the bare minimum but there's so much more that needs to be done to help these students which they desperately need because school happens five out of the seven days of the week and that's a lot of your life you know and so I feel like there needs to be that support system especially in the schools that students are for the majority of their time, that they need to have that some kind of support system, whether it's a teacher or a guidance counselor, that they need to be genuinely invested in their students, no matter if they get paid enough or not. You know, it doesn't matter what your pay grade is. It matters that the students that you have, even if you're not like teaching them, if they're in your school, each and every student has a story behind them and you can't automatically assume that they're making it up, which Definitely. I feel like a lot of teachers and administrators do because they underestimate, like, the pain that happens within high school specifically. Yeah. I mean, definitely. So I was looking into adolescent development theory. Mm -hmm. And basically, like, I mean, it's also just clear to say that anywhere between 12 to 18, those are, like, years that, you develop the most. Yeah. Right? So... Those are critical years are critical in which you're years, developing, right? yeah. And you can easily be traumatized. I mean, ne neglect is huge mm -hmm. in people our age, right? Um, and I know, after listening to you, before that I had mentioned that it's a burden, but after I listen to you now, I'm almost reconsidering changing that into... I don't necessarily think it's a burden. I think it's a responsibility that both educators, teachers, administrators... Us as students, us yeah. as kids, us as sisters, us as brothers, etc., have to take and just check in on one another because it's very important. Otherwise, we never know what's going to happen. We never know who will check on those people we love. Exactly. You know? And I feel like, especially when we're talking about checking in with people, don't just do it with the people who show, like, clear signs of not being okay. Because it's hard... Like, again, it shouldn't be a guessing game, but it should also be, like, a practice and a habit that you do no matter the month or the situation. Like, check in with your community because they, like, I feel like I've seen this, like, quote 
amongst a lot of teenagers, like the happiest person in the room is like the, the saddest teenagers. person, like whatever, yeah. like that. Like, but to be honest, it's it is true some of the times because a lot of people do not show that they're hurting, you know, and the person that's like quote unquote your therapy friend may not be having it all together, you know? So like practice that um like that practice of checking in with your friends and even your teachers, the people that help you, like help them out too, because people who help you don't have it all together. Nobody has it all together. I like how you mentioned checking on teachers as well. I know for for a fact that definitely um, teachers, especially the past two years, and exactly. we've, we've had to navigate a virtual landscape. Mm-hmm. It's been tough on all of them. A lot of teachers are overbooked, overworked, and quite frankly, underpaid. Exactly. Like I said, they do not get paid enough for having to be that guidance counselor, that teacher, that, you know, parent figure for a lot of students. For a lot of students. You know, so it's a lot of, like, work, but it's important because, um, unfortunately, our society today, like we said, it's taboo to talk about suicide and how often it happens. Like, yes, we all know that it happens, but we don't really grasp how often it happens. You know, I feel like a lot of people, if we ask, like, oh, do you know somebody who's committed suicide? We can all say at least or know of someone who has because it's happened so often. It's so normalized to the point that we're pushing it aside. For a lot of things in our society today, it's so frequent that we claim it as just another date type of thing or another thing to celebrate once a month or not celebrate in this case, but to honor or quote unquote educate yourself once a month and then not put it into practice. Yeah. And I also think even if someone is driven to the extent of considering committing suicide, mm-hmm. like the prevention shouldn't start, shouldn't start then. Yeah. It should start earlier. So I think every day is a great day to check in on one another. Exactly. Even if you've done it multiple times, make sure you do so. There is not a limit to how many times you can check in and ask a person if they're okay. You know, there's, it's not a, it shouldn't be a to-do list to check in with your friends and see how they're doing. You know, it should be, like I keep saying, it should be a habit. It should be a practice in your day-to-day lives because it feels worse for the other person too if it feels like, oh, you okay? You're okay? Okay, great. And then move on, you know? Like, genuinely take that time to make sure someone is okay because like we keep saying it should not get to the point that someone is on the thread of their lives Mm -hmm. for someone to check in if they're okay yeah whether that person is whether that someone is your teacher your brother your sister your peer etc regardless we're all people we're all humans we all have emotions we all have feelings it's important to check in on one another the last thing you want to do is having to start all these practices yeah. after someone has taken exactly. their life. Exactly. You should not wait until after to recognize the preciousness of living, you know, or the preciousness of time. Like, we do not have enough time to wait until the last moment to be like, oh, no, 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 wait. You shouldn't do that. It's going to be okay. You know, like it should be, again, like a day to day thing when you're making sure that people are okay, And it's okay Again, like it's okay not to be okay. You don't have to be, you know, having it all together. You don't have to be like happy all the time. That's not the expectation. But 
it is like important to make sure you recognize that because especially with suicidal thoughts and suicide in general, it's a building upon that those negative thoughts and those um, self critiques and everything, whether it's your internal environment or external environment, it's building upon itself and it boils over to that point when it becomes suicide and it should not boil over, you know? And I feel like we've, again, like especially our generation has gotten used to the fact that we're okay with it boiling over because we can't handle um, dealing with it at the source. Can't stop, won't stop. Exactly. We can't, we don't have the time to really digest and process the certain things that keep happening in our lives because we'll know that we'll have to deal with it once it boils over. So we just wait until that point. Like, oh, okay, wait, I'm not, okay, let me, you know, try to empty my cup. But then it keeps refilling and we don't know how to stop that or at least prevent it from refilling over and over again. So we end up getting into this loop of like, oh, I'm happy. Wait, I'm not great. Wait, I'm not like I'm not doing good. And then we reach out for help. You know, I like we've talked about in the cultural stigma episode that especially with minorities, we see therapy as itself like as taboo, too, because that means that you're really not okay. Like we think that going to therapy means that something is seriously not okay with you. But therapy is meant to prevent it from getting to that source. You don't have to be in the worst possible moment of your life to go to therapy. Not only that, I think therapy is also a good way of unlearning all of the habits. Exactly. It's a great way to, yeah, it's a great way to deal with not boiling over, you know? Again, you don't have to be at the worst possible moment of your life to go to therapy. You can be in a great spot. You can be super successful, super happy, and still go to therapy because you know that everybody, everybody, no matter how successful you are or how planned out you are, can get to that point. And that's what therapy or, you know, even talking with someone or having that person that's like, oh, okay, like... Let's talk through what happened today. You know, like that partner, that friend, that sibling, that that parent or that aunt, whoever it may be, it doesn't have to be related or not. Talking about it helps. Like it's statistically proven that talking about your feelings and your thoughts help yourself from boiling over. And that's what I guess this month is about, or at least that's what this month is focusing on. It's like it's okay to talk about your, like, feelings and your processes, you know? So just, again, like, if you're listening to this episode and this podcast, take this time to text that friend that you haven't talked to in a while or that grandparent that you haven't talked to in a while. It doesn't matter if it's familiar or not. Like, take that time in your day um, to text that person, to call that person, to hang out with that person, no matter how happy or how sad they are, like reach out to your community and make sure that um, it, they are not boiling over because we don't know at what point in their cup they are at. And if you think you have time, you do until you don't. Exactly. It should not get to the point where they're crying out for their life for you to help them or for someone else to help them, you know? Whether it's you in that situation or not, it's okay to ask for help. This was the Solidarity Podcast. Thank you for listening. We're your hosts. Natalia Esteves and Matthew Ondeo.
Please continue to discuss the good, the bad, and the uncomfortable, and don't hesitate to reach out to one another.